is the bread of the children. It's your bread. You can have healing daily. You can have health daily. And I have a testimony here. Oh, I love this. Of a woman who had a huge tumor. And when we prayed on our program, the tumor disappeared. God answers prayer. Now, sometimes it's fast and sometimes it's processed. So don't get nervous. Well, God didn't heal me yet. Well, don't give up, honey. The game isn't over till you win. And I want to say this to our partners. Sarah and I love you so dearly. We like to pray for you. We like to pray daily for you. And we like the special anointing that is on us to come on you. That's an anointing for the Word, for the power of the Holy Spirit, for the lost. That anointing is yours as a partner. Now, my guest today, oh, my guest today, you are going to be wild over. It's Havila Cunnington. And when you see what she's teaching, stronger than the struggle. And it has to do with our prayer life. And folks, let's get really down to being practical. Do you have a prayer life? And how do you have one? And how do you set it up? And what do you do when you don't feel like praying? And what do you do when you feel like the devil's just knocking you to the ground and stomping on you? This program is for you because your prayer life, the name of Jesus, the word of Jesus is greater than any struggle that you are in. So as you sit there, receive the Holy Spirit's message to you. And know this program was designed for you personally. So don't, don't turn. Stay there, right there. I am always having people come to me and say, when are you going to take a team to Australia? When are you going to go to Australia? I mean, they focus on Australia. So Sarah and I are focusing on taking a team to Australia. And we would love for you to go. And when we go, you know, we see many things, and that's good, Ayers Rock and so on, Great Barrier Reef. But we minister. So we have opportunities to minister. And I don't like to minister alone. I like to have a whole team with me. How about you? It's good. And Mom, not only are we going to Australia, but we're also going to Singapore. Right. And we're going to have some ministry opportunities in Singapore and see some cool things in Singapore too. Such a beautiful, beautiful country. So I want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. Number one, we want to pray for you. But number two, we want to encourage you to come along and join this trip with us. It's going to be the trip of a lifetime. It'll turn you upside down. You'll never be the same. You made a winning choice. You say, how do you know? You're watching this program and you're going to see how to win in probably some major circumstances that you never saw yourself as a winner. Oh, you say, you really think I am? I don't think it. I know it. And I have a guest who knows it and tells you how to win. So have a, I want to say your, right, your last name right. And it's <laughs> Cunnington. Cunnington. Yeah. I always want to call her Cunningham. So <laughs> forgive know. me. You know. But this is very important because you are really sharing with us stronger than the struggle. Yeah. And they can seem little, they can seem big, they can seem long. Sure. But we can win. Yes, I think a lot of us struggle. I mean, I don't know a Christian who hasn't struggled. And we kind of often will get confused. Well, if I'm struggling, then am I really a believer? Or if I'm struggling, then am I really spiritual? And so what I really want to do is unpack in this book the idea of how 
how do we define the struggles and how do we win in our everyday? And there was a moment in my life that really this came to a head. And, you know, oftentimes when we, we think if I just ignore the battle, it'll go away. Or if I ignore a struggle, then it will go away. And I, there was a season when I was, I had two children at this point and I was a teaching pastor at a church. And I started getting this really weird sickness where I would get this kind of like a stomach flu. It would come on really strong and it would go away. And I started having it just randomly, once a month, every week. And then sometimes it would happen close to when I was going to speak or preach or, or do worship. And I couldn't figure it out. And I uh, went to the doctor. It had some hard pregnancies. So I went to the doctor, and they did blood work and, you know, ultrasounds, trying to figure out what this was. They even gave me some anti-anxiety medicine I didn't, you know, they wanted me to take. And I didn't know what it was. And so um, I finally just told my husband, you know, I don't know if I'm able to minister. I'm afraid I'm going to get sick between our services or, on, you know, on the stage. So I better just take a break until we know what's going on. And uh, so I went to one of our pastors. I said, I don't know what is going on. He said, well, you know, have you, have you asked God? I said, well, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything specific in my life that I, I, I'm not disobeying God. So I don't know what it would be. And he said, well, why don't you call this prophetic man in your, our lives and ask him if he gets any kind of picture or thought. And I said, okay, if all else fails, I'll ask God, you know. So I called this friend of mine and uh, he calls me back and I explained him exactly what I just told you. I was getting sick. And he said, have a, I have a picture right now. He said, I see you in an office, and you're in this office, and you're saying something to the gentleman in the office. And immediately, I have this picture. It's not like an open vision, but just this kind of imagination, imaginative picture, this clear picture in my head. And I said, yeah, I see it. And he said, what are you telling this man? And I said, well, I'm telling him that I feel called, and I feel like I'm supposed to preach and travel. I'm supposed to write books. And uh, he said, well, what did the man say to you? And I said, well, he said to me, well, I don't see anybody else inviting you anywhere so you, you better do a good job here. And he said, well, what did you say to yourself at that moment? What kind of commitment did you say to yourself? And I said, well, I better do a good job here because if I don't, I won't have a future out there. And he said, that is when you invited uh, mm. witchcraft in your life. And I thought, wait, wait, oh. I didn't say Ouija board. Like, what are we talking witchcraft? Yeah. And he said, what I mean is you actually began to serve that man as if it was your call. You began to serve that church as if it was your purpose. You began to believe what that man said about you over what this, what I said about you. And the man that said it didn't say it in a negative way. He wasn't saying it to limit me. He was really saying steward your life in this way, but I made an agreement and what happens in our lives, a lot of the struggle as believers is when we make agreement with things outside of the word of God, outside of what God is saying over us, outside of what the Holy Spirit is telling us, we will empower the enemy in our lives. And so we've got to be aware to realize, wait a minute, I was giving power to something. And listen, when we allow the enemy a thought, we allow, you know, a, a, a thought, an attitude, uh, something within us, an offense to hang out. Every time we allow that to come, the enemy has free access to hurt us and to keep us uh, really bound by those things. So anyway, in the in the car to fast forward that story, he went, he said, "Let me let's renounce this together." So I did. I just said, "God, I renounce that I serve this man more than you. I believe what he said over what you said over me. I believe that that this church had dominance over what you had." And I just forgive and I release and forgive me. And I was crying. It was raining outside. The water's coming down on the car. And you know what? 
I was never sick again. That sickness was broken. It was linked to a belief system that every I better perform to get God's opinion or approval of my life. And that's the truth. We've got to break up with things that we've agreed upon that now hold power over us. And we don't understand why we go into a room and somebody affects us. We go, what's the problem? I felt so confident and now I don't. Or I felt so clear and now I don't. And we have to go back. Was there a moment in time that I made an agreement and I partnered with a lie? It's stinking negative thinking. It is. Yeah, that's what it is. And you're watching this and think, yeah, my mother told me that I'd never amount to anything, or my husband said I'm too fat, or, you know, my cousin said I'm stupid. And you got in agreement with the wrong thing. So call us for prayer. Not counsel, call us for prayer. But I'm telling you, you need the book because it's going to walk you through this kind of thing in your life that the devil's trying to devour from you, and it's not going to be. So get the book, call us now, and have a look, tell us some more. Yeah, you know, so how do we get strong in this struggle? Because right. some of us, it's not huge like that. You know, some of us can think, okay, my dad said this, or a leader said this, or my spouse said this, and we get free. We go, okay, I identify that, I pray that through, okay, I'm ready. So then why do we struggle? Well, we have every single day, the Bible says there's life and death that are put before us. And so right. every single day we can believe I'm a good parent or a bad parent. Right. Like we can believe fact or we can believe truth right. because there are two different things. We can believe... Um, you know, what someone once said, our own limitations. And so what we have to do is we have to make a decision at that moment. And sometimes that'll take a week for us to get clarity. But the goal is that we mature in it till we get to a stage in our life where a thought comes and we go, oh, that's demonic, that's not true. Or, oh, that's myself, that's not true. And we begin to pick up on God thoughts. We go, that's truth, that's life. And so our everyday battles become smaller and smaller and more empowered as we practice staying stronger than the struggle. I think you have to go back and rehearse your victories. Yeah. And you teach that yes. in here. Yes. And I have to share something with you that is just crazy. You know, I remember when I first started to travel, you know, I, want, I just was so excited somebody invited me. They said, you have five minutes. Oh, five minutes. And I thought, be happy. You have five minutes. So I spoke for five minutes and thanked God for five minutes. And then, you know, something unique happened in it. I came home. And our radio station, I wasn't on radio yet, offered me five minutes every weekday. They said it isn't much. Oh, I've already practiced. I love five minutes. So looking at things and knowing that God can take that very struggle and make it a miracle yes. in your life. Yes. Share some more with us. Well, it's very true. Wait a minute. Yes. You're struggling. Some of you are struggling right now. I mean, you are mm. struggling big time. Call us for prayer. Call us for prayer. And I just would like to give you a mandate. You've got to get the book because you'll keep winning and you'll keep seeing yourself as a winner and not a loser. Yeah. The book really was, I, my heart was to give people a guidebook that yeah. whatever they're struggling with, it would unpack it through the word and through, through just everyday life. And, you know, the enemy, he, we have to understand we are in a battle. It doesn't mean that, that Jesus didn't go, you know, to the grave and to the cross and get the keys of death. He absolutely, the enemy, you know, we have to understand we're in a battle, but we're with, in a battle not with two gods. It's not God and another God, the devil. The devil is, I like to say, an angel with a God complex. He 
desperately wants to believe that he's in power, but he is not empowered anymore. No. Jesus did the work that was necessary, and we have freedom, and we can partner with that truth. And the enemy has no power over us. He has no authority over us. But as long as we're on the earth, we're fair game. He wants to take us with him into eternal damnation. And so we have to choose every single day. And right now, some of the battles that we face is not the devil or God, it's because we live on a fallen earth. And sometimes I see Christians, we take it so personal and we think, well, why did they happen? And why did they die? And why did this? And I, I want to say, listen, nothing is going to be right until the second coming of Christ. Nothing is going to be exactly. right until we get to heaven. So stop trying to make it right and start trying to just believe the truth, live in the truth and realize it's not as personal as you think. They hate your dad. They hate your dad. They hate your family. And so live in that world. Be as empowered as you can. Can, but realize when you get to heaven, it's all going to make sense. It's going to be worth the battle. And you are not betrayed by God. I think that's where a Christian, somebody dies that they prayed and believed would be healed. Your child right now is out into some kind of witchcraft and junk and they weren't raised that way. Temporary, temporary. And I want you to call us because your victory is permanent not temporary. That's right. So just call us, tell us what you need victory in. And we're going to pray with you. Get the book. And this next time we're together, oh, you can't miss it. Stay right there. The best is to come. We all face challenges. On any given day, the problems of real life can take our breath away. But the Bible says the war has already been won. So why do we still battle? For your gift of $45 or more, we will send you Havilla Cunnington's book, Stronger Than the Struggle. You will learn how to throw off misconceptions about spiritual warfare and understand what Jesus said about our spiritual authority. Ask the right questions and build a realistic battle plan to win one day at a time. And much more. We'll also send you Marilyn's book, Spiritual Warfare. In this hard-hitting book, Marilyn shares through her own experiences how to successfully fight back using powerful spiritual weapons. And to complete this great offer, we'll send you Marilyn's Finishing Strong 2-CD teaching set. You will hear Marilyn's heart on getting priorities right and walking in the boldness God has called you to and living out that life with the Holy Spirit. Call or click today to receive this life-changing resource. Mama? What is this family suffer? When I wander the streets of night. My friends, their dogs, their things they don't want me to see. When you can see my ribs when my hair is falling out. I just welcome you back for some of the best time you've ever had in your life and breakthroughs that you didn't even believe were possible, you can have a breakthrough. And I have such a special guest. Havla, thank, thank you for you. being with thank us. Thank you for having You're me. You're lots of fun. <laughs> You're just flat fun. So tell us 
about some of these things in the time of struggle. And you talked about small things. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we as believers sometimes we think, oh, I've, I've, the salvation struggle is over. I'm I'm gonna believe God. I'm gonna let, have Him be Lord of my life, so I'm done with the struggle. And and what I think we often miss is that one big yes to God is a thousand yeses along the way. And so how do we mm. say yes to Him? You know, the enemy would love us just to focus on the one yes. Well, you're saved, but then fight with our spouse or feel anxiety about our parenting or every time we get our bills, we get you know fret and dread and what the enemy wants to do is just lie to us that we have to survive and that we're just gonna have to endure and what Jesus didn't die on the cross so we could just endure he didn't just die on the cross so we could just struggle and barely get to heaven and go thank God I made it but what he wants us to do is understand that we're empowered to live the abundant life today right now wherever we are and the abundant life isn't an outside job it's an inside job. It's a it's a place where heaven resides. And we when we get to this is so key. When we get to heaven, the Bible says it's gonna be our life is like a whisper, and the Bible says when we are absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. It's gonna feel like everything makes sense. There'll be no more tears, there'll be no more pain. But right now there is a battle, and we do face battles. But often we miss the little yeses. And so what I like to do is look at my life as okay, what relationships have I been invited into? Well, I'm married. So my spouse and I were in covenant and God called us to be in covenant and me loving him well is spiritual warfare. Why? Because the devil hates marriage. The devil hates people because it's the picture of the Christ and the church, the bride right. coming together. So That's me good. going on a date night is spiritual warfare. Uh, what other relationships? I have kids. I have four boys. So yeah, I could go over here and do a prayer meeting and you know shut my boys up and try to do this. But really me loving them by making them breakfast and tucking them in at night and praying over them. You go, was that a big deal? Absolutely, it's a big deal because that's spiritual warfare. The enemy hates their lives. He doesn't want them to thrive. He doesn't want them to know God. And so all these little things, God is absolutely active in our lives and he loves it. The fact that you, you know, sometimes we go, well, I need to do this and do that. That's really spiritual. And I, I like to think, yeah, you can spend an hour in prayer and not be engaged. Or you can be driving carpool or be walking from the boardroom to the parking lot and you say, God, I'm with you. And we have a, a moment of surrender and that means more to him than the lip service of everything else we're doing that spiritual warfare and I think this too we struggle with what people say we do and you know well this person they're doing well and I think we struggle with people and that may be where you are right now you're struggling with what some people are saying about you you're struggling with some past defeats that you're letting them overwhelm you that are gone, that are under the blood. You can wave them goodbye. Call us for prayer. But hey, what about future victories? What about a victory today? What about winning in the situation? Are you supposed to be a winner? Or do you think you're just supposed to be a loser? This strong, strongly struggling, or what do I want to say this? Stronger than your struggle. You say, can you read, Marilyn? Yes, I really can. <laughs> and this will help you. It will help you. Now you say, I'll just get one book. No, 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 no. And I looked at the people who really like this book. My goodness, Lisa Bevere likes this book. Christine Kane likes this book. My, who is this? John Bevere. Karen Wheaton, there are a lot of these people you know. If they think the book is good, 
I think it's good for you. I think it's good. So you need to get it. And now share with us again that we are stronger because sometimes in the struggle, I mean, you feel like nothing. Yeah, you do. And you know, the truth is that, yeah, it is a battle. It's a reason why it's called a battle. And it's a reason there's, there is a real battle that's happening in the heavenlies and we get to decide who we're going to go with, who, you know, where we're going to end up. But you know, I think one of the greatest battles we face as believers is the idea of comparison. You mentioned that a little, I like to say comparison is when the enemy lies to us that God cheated us. The enemy is telling us, God cheated you. You didn't get that. You didn't have that opportunity. You didn't have that spouse. You didn't look like that. And it's the enemy whispering, saying, look, at God cheated you, just like he did with Eve in, Eve in the garden. You know, he basically said, yeah, yeah. he cheated you. He didn't let you yeah. eat from this tree. Right. And it's always where God, what often the enemy will do is he'll take God's statements and he'll turn them into questions. And he'll say, did God really say did God really, and what God say, you have a purpose. And then we'll say, did God really see the purpose? You have a call. Did God really see a call? You're healed. Are you really healed? You're set free. Are you really free? And it'll start to turn that. And let me say, when we allow those statements to become question marks, the enemy loves it. He has a heyday in our lives. And we begin to compare, am I really doing the right thing? And am I really called? And did I miss my window? And we just get so caught up in everything that everyone else is saying, and the enemy loves it. And so that's why the Word of God, I know you're a Word girl, just like I am. Absolutely. The Word of God will never return void. It's the, it is spiritual warfare to get our, our spiritual teeth and sink it into the word and go, this is what the word of God says. I am not confused about what the word says. And the struggle often comes because we are spiritually illiterate. We don't know what the word says. And so all of a sudden some talk radio says something or some coworker oh. says something and we get into this chaotic moment of anxiety and fear. And the truth is, is because you don't know the word, you're not free. And I have found this and you will too. And this will encourage you in this. But, you know, I felt like God spoke to me to go to Iran. So, you know, nobody thought that. <laughs> and now listen, you're going to get all nervous, but I prayed for nine years and it opened. And it didn't open the way I thought it would open. You know, a Brazilian man who had a travel agency said to me, would you ever want to go to Iran? Well, is the Pope a Catholic? Yes. <laughs> and that's how I got in. And I'm going to go back. I've been twice, but I'm going to have a healing meeting. You say, well, I think you're crazy. I think the Bible has crazy faith for us. This helps me have crazy <laughs> faith. Being with you helps me have crazy faith for bigger and better things. Very you true. need to get the book. But maybe you're having pretty crazy faith for some specific things. Let us pray. We don't counsel, but we would just love to pray with you. Please go that. on. You know, ultimately, I think it's important that we have to understand that Jesus in Luke chapter 4 gave us strategy for the enemy. He said, don't just take the, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, which is, yes, part of that, but take the rhema word, the quickened and specific right. word of the spirit. I see too many people have their favorite Bible verse that they've used for 30 years and they try to fight the enemy or that it's their latest Hobby Lobby sign that they, that they put in their home and they think that's how I'm going to fight the enemy. And I'm saying, no, you're not called just to have a, a scripture thrown at the enemy. You're a warrior. You're called to actually fight the enemy by knowing what the spirit of God 
God is saying. You go, a lot of your listeners will say, well, I don't know what God is saying. Well, the only way to actually know what God is saying is to read your word. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will take one of those words, those pieces, scriptures, and he'll say, I'm highlighting that. And you'll feel it. You'll go, oh, something has come alive. And that's what the word of God does in our lives. And that's why I say to you, mark up your Bible. Now, if you looked at this Bible, you would say, that messy Bible. That's because <laughs> when God gives me a rhema, I put a star by it. I put circles around it. I mean, it is just messy. Get in the Word and let the Word read you. Yeah. We read the Word, but rhema is a Word reading you. And I want to read your mail for a moment. You think that God can't do this certain thing in your husband. You're wrong. God has your husband's heart in his hand, and he's turning it. And don't you turn away from God in this time. You stay faithful, and you stay in the Word. You call us for prayer. Of course, you get the book that is so important. But you know, folks, every day is a gift from God. So every morning, I tell him good morning. And because he calls me beloved, I say, here's your beloved again. But every night... I say, good night, Father, good night, Jesus, good night, Holy Spirit. Here is your beloved Marilyn again. And then I rehearse the victories of that day. And I say, yeah, you did this. Yeah, I cooked this and it turned out okay. Yes, I met so-and-so. Yes, I got to pray with such-and-such. -such. Yes, somebody gave me an encouraging word and made me feel like, where's the devil? I'll wring his neck. You see? living in his presence, living in his word. So call us for prayer, get five books, and maybe this be the best day of your life. We all face challenges. On any given day, the problems of real life can take our breath away. But the Bible says the war has already been won. So why do we still battle? For your gift of $45 or more, we will send you Havilla Cunnington's book, Stronger Than the Struggle. You will learn how to throw off misconceptions about spiritual warfare and understand what Jesus said about our spiritual authority. Ask the right questions and build a realistic battle plan to win one day at a time. And much more. We'll also send you Marilyn's book, Spiritual Warfare. In this hard-hitting book, Marilyn shares through her own experiences how to successfully fight back using powerful spiritual weapons. And to complete this great offer, we'll send you Marilyn's Finishing Strong 2-CD teaching set. You will hear Marilyn's heart on getting priorities right and walking in the boldness God has called you to and living out that life with the Holy Spirit. Call or click today to receive this life-changing resource. Now, if prayer makes a difference, we need to pray for you and make a difference today. So would you please pray? I would love to. Lord, I thank you for every man and woman that are watching today. I thank you that you have created them to be stronger than the struggle, that you are inside of them and you're empowering them. And I ask right now that any demonic realities in their life, whether it be voices or whether it be thoughts, Lord, I pray that you would break the power of those things right now and they would begin to believe truth over their life. Lord, you said you came to set us free and I ask for freedom to come mm -hmm. into all, into their mind, will, and emotions, God, that they would feel your presence at work in them. Lord, they are stronger than any struggle that they face today. Bless them today in Jesus' name. I am so happy that you got prayer. Now let it make a difference. Put faith in God. Well, you say it won't work for me. Don't, don't do that. 
say it is working for me. It is changing things. Prayer brings transformation. And so we're not going to give up or it doesn't make any difference. I've had prayer before. No, no. You had prayer today. And it's a very important time. And I'm going to name this time your transformation time. I love transformation. And folks, God made us to go from faith to faith, strength to strength, glory to glory. You're going to go into a higher level of glory. You are going to go into a higher level of faith. And you're going to go into a higher level of strength. God is making you win in this.